Hello, welcome to Upcoming Entrepreneurs Podcast. Yes, I'm very excited to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. Two things real quick. One, um, yes, I'm excited. I'm excited for myself and I'm excited for my listeners. Definitely. Because I know, you know, I've seen a little bit of what you do and I know you're going to bring a lot of value to it. And number two is, you know, thank you. Thank you for accepting this, you know, being able to come in, you know, taking time out of your day to, you know, bless us and, and, and give us some of your knowledge, you know? Absolutely. Happy so, to. oh, go ahead. I said happy to. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. So, um, first of all, I want to get started is um, because my listeners might not know you, they might know you, <laughs> as uh, I want you to tell us a little bit about you. You know, okay. tell us a little bit about your past, uh, where you're at now, what you're doing, you know, just, just so they know who you are. Yeah. All right. So, hey, y'all. What's up? Good to have you on here. My name is Ashton Cantu, and I am um, just kind of where I'm my current stage of life right now, guys. I'm a certified transformational life coach. I do life mastery coaching, personal coaching, and I also do leadership coaching for high performance. So I, um, I love what I do. I'm living out my purpose and my passion. Uh, however, it wasn't an easy road to get here. So people often ask me, like, how did you get in life coaching? I'm like, well, life initiation. What do you mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. People don't just kind of you don't just choose it, right? Um, it's almost like life chooses you and, and you get your assignments, but um, you realize kind of down the road that you actually did kind of choose your whole path, that you're actually responsible for all of it. And yep. my path that I chose was not the easy road. It was the school of hard knocks. So, um, you know, I just didn't really know how to cope with pain as a teen. I uh, came from a broken home and I went from being class president, team captain, uh, nice. sweetheart, sweetheart, always a sweetheart that never changed. But um to a very broken individual who did not know how to cope with her pain, did not know how to deal with panic anxiety disorder, if that's what you want to label it, um, and chose to self-medicate. So, uh, you know, at the age of 16, I was probably doing more drugs than many of you have tried combined. And um, I landed myself in rehab by the age of 17 for abuse, uh, for drug abuse. And uh, yeah, that was fun. That was real fun. You go from, you know, being your team captain to spending your nights um, talking about, you know, substance abuse. It was just a massive shift, but it didn't wake me up. It wasn't really enough to wake me up. In fact, it took a long time for me to learn my lessons. I was repeating the same problems, same lessons over and over again, and I just really wasn't getting it. And I didn't know why for a long time. I mean, I was attracting terrible situations. I got myself landed in jail a couple of times for drinking. I had been a few fights. Like you would think I was a guy, like the way I was just, <laughs> just mm-hmm. out of control, um, wheels off. And it was all just mask. It was all just mask for pain. It was mask for not being able to have the proper tools to cope with my anxiety, to cope with my fear. Cause ultimately, um, it was fear that was running my life mm-hmm. and, um, fear of rejection, fear of not being good enough, um, fear of yep. being abandoned, um, all these things that were you know, drawing me to toxic relationships of relationships that were abusive, um, cheat guys that would cheat on me. And, um, and it really all stemmed from like this deep sense of unworthiness because those failures that I had accumulated over the years, I took on as my identity. Mm. I started to perceive myself as that F up as that failure. And I just continued to live my life as such. And don't get me wrong. I was, you know, very successful in whatever I put my mind to extremely ambitious, um, 
you know, I had a master's degree, 3.9 GPA. I was doing everything right on, on the professional side and I wore my masks really well. Nobody really knew that I was struggling, that I had even gone through these hardships. Like my friends didn't know I'd gone to jail. My friends didn't know that I had been abused. Um, a lot of my family didn't know that I had lived out of my car for a week <laughs> when I wow. when I next. Like people didn't know because I tried to do everything alone. Mm. And um, I think you asked me previously like a pivotal point in my life and I'll, I'll kind of cut to the chase here guys but no that's fine um, a pivotal point was when I decided to actually show up for myself and I was like uh no I, I deserve better than this like I, I can't deal with this um it was about to be a very dangerous situation I was like I've got to I've got to go and it was kind of like this radical act of self-love in that moment where I didn't know what I was going to do or where I was going to go it was a total surrender um to to hope that something above me would catch me right yeah and, and in, in my faith, I'd say God um, did. And things just started to transpire. And it, it led me to this work. I started working with battered women. I started working with women who were in drug rehabilitation. I started mentoring teens. Uh, next thing I know, I'm like leading groups. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to take my education background. I'm going to take my coaching background. I'm just going to merge all of this wisdom together. And I'm going to... Um, I'm going to get to work on myself because I knew I couldn't fully help others yet. I had the wisdom, but I hadn't really mastered myself and I still haven't, you know, we're also a work in progress. We're yep. also growing. We never fully arrive, but you really only have to be one step ahead of the person that you're helping. And um, so I decided to invest in myself. I cashed out my, my, uh, I don't know if they were like mutual funds or what, but I took $12,000. <laughs> this, this day and age, you can pay like $25 to be a life coach, y'all. I paid twelve grand. I went to school for two years. And they made you do the work. They made you actually go through the program um, that I'm certified to coach people through. And you spend almost, you know, a good eight months like doing this program, really mastering yourself before you're ever unleashed to even study coaching. Yeah. So it was a really beautiful um you know, growth process for me that I haven't finished. I still continually invest in myself and that's where I'm at now. Now I, um, I run my LLC. I do in-house coaching for school districts and I do transformational life coaching for my clients. And I love what I do. I speak and volunteer for several organizations around DFW and I just continue to expand. And my goal is to just scale my impact, man. I'm here to serve. That's, that's awesome. So many, so many, uh, things as I was listening I was like oh I gotta ask her this I gotta ask her that but there's just so many um one thing that I that I understood and I hope all my listeners are understanding this is that um in the beginning and I've been there I've been there too where you have that victim mentality you yeah. know and, and you're blaming everybody and anything but yourself yeah and, like, you that know always happening to me like I, I couldn't understand like why did my friends drink but I couldn't like why, yeah. why did I keep attracting the same guys, but all my yep. friends were married with kids. And it was that like, why me, why me mentality yep. that kept me stuck in that exact same pattern over and over again. But, but there was something uh, until you said, you know what, no one's going to come here and save me. Mm -hmm. No one's going to come in and give me what I need. And, and, you, and then you took initiative. You said, you know what, I'm going to take, you know, control of my life. And, and, and it reminds me of, of a time in my life too, where, you know, I was, I, I'm married. But it's when I just started getting married, you know, I just got married. Um, <clears throat> you know, I have a family now and uh, I wasn't really, in, you know, moving up in, in, in my job, you can say, you know, career. And um, I didn't know what was going on. So I, I said to myself, you know what, I said, I need to start reading books. Keep in mind that in high school, I hated reading. Uh, I, I didn't even know how to read, to be honest, you know. So I started reading books. I said, I don't have a Tony Robbins, you know, I don't have a Jack Canfield here but I do have their books. I can buy their books. 
So I started reading, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, um, I read a book by Jack Canfield called uh, The 66X Principles. I don't know if you read it. Yeah. And uh, one chapter says, take 100% responsibility for your life. Yes. After I read that, it was over. It was lights out. And and everybody needs to realize that when, when you get to that level where you understand that everything that you are, everything that you have now is because of who you have become. Mm. And if you want more in life, you have to become more. And, yep. and as I'm listening to you, I'm like, look, you know, you have attracted everything you had back then. And then you said, you know what? I don't like this. So then you started investing in yourself, you know, and, yeah. and it reminds me of me too, when I started investing in myself and only then is when I started seeing the change. So I, I love that story. I love it. I mean, it's not a, uh, a happy beginning you can say but but i love you know the i'm getting paid for my pains now <laughs> so it's a happy ending i'm living my dream you know what i mean like it's just i'm i'm fully fulfilled in what i do yep. and there's nothing like living out your passion yep. and purpose and helping people to do the same so i wouldn't take back any of it um not not a single thing and it's exactly what you said i i got sick and tired i kind of got sick and tired of being sick and tired and i realized that life wasn't happening to me life was happening through me yep and that something had to change and that something was me mm-hmm. and i knew i couldn't do it alone so that whole little lone wolf syndrome that i'd had my whole life my misindependent in which i was successful with right but yep. i cannot tell you how much my success has amplified since i've decided and learned how to say hey uh, I don't mind hiring a coach. Like I could use a coach to help me see my blind spots. Um, how about a mentor here? Or let me get in a support group over here or let me, you know, join a mastermind group to help cultivate some ideas. Like now I'm all about it. I'm all about it. And it was, it was, that was a big part of it too. It wasn't doing it alone, but it was also taking that hundred percent responsibility and realizing that everything in my life, all the results on the outside of my life were a reflection of what was going on inside me. Now here's the key because I need everybody to realize this part. You can't look back at all this stuff and look at yourself with judgment because that was the problem in itself. The problem in itself was simply this feeling of not being worthy, this feeling of not being deserving, and this old story that I was a failure. So if I continued to identify with that, it didn't matter how, and I did, right? And I would take 10 steps forward and then I would take, or two steps forward and then I would take 10 steps back because I had all the drive, I had all the ambition, I had all the commitment, and I would get things done. I was like an executor. <laughs> But I didn't have the self-belief. You can never outperform your Mm. self-esteem. And what I realized is I get to the top and then I'd self-sabotage. I'd get the relationship and then I'd sabotage it out of fear. And um, it was just an ongoing cycle that I had to break. And I had to break it through the awareness of my own stuff. I had Mm -hmm. to heal. I had to forgive myself. There was a lot of inner work that had to be done. And as soon as I started to do that inner work, things on the outside began to shift. And, you know, I just started taking aligned, committed action in my business and what I wanted to create. And one of the programs I'm certified in is dream building. And within a year, I had built my dream. And I was like, okay, I guess I got to go through this process again, because like, you're always constantly unfolding into this next version of yourself. And as yep. you do that, so are your dreams. They're getting bigger. So it's been fun. It's been, it's been a ride, but it's been fun. So let me ask you something, Ashton, for... Let's say there's a listener right now and doesn't know they're lost. They're lost. They're looking for, you know, help. You know, they're looking for something, but they don't know how to get started. They come across this podcast. Uh, they want to just see what's up, you know, and if I can, if we can give them anything, how can they get, what's the first thing they can do? 
to get first started. Place to start, to get, <clears throat> first place I would recommend starting because, okay, it's about being honest with yourself. Yes. Like, some people just aren't willing to take a look at what's coming up for them. They're stuffing down their emotions. They're ignoring discontents. And they're just kind of going through the motions saying this is good enough. When really their soul is screaming at them. You guys, yeah, you listening, your soul's probably screaming at you that you've got longings and discontents. All human beings do. It's our innate makeup to want to grow and expand. So if you're like in something that is just, if you're feeling stuck or if you're feeling too comfortable or if you're feeling lost, it's because you're not growing. And if you're not growing, you're shrinking. So my suggestion number one would be to get quiet and still and go listen to yourself. Go listen, make a little T-chart and write down longings on the left-hand side and discontents on the right-hand side mm. and get radically honest with yourself about the areas of your life that you're longing for more. Is it your relationship? Do you want more out of your relationship? Is it your, is it your time and money freedom? Is it your career? Is it the way you contribute? Is it your health? Is it your relationship with yourself? Is it your relationship with your high power? Where are you longing for something better? And get honest with yourself about that. And then get honest with yourself about what you're discontented with, like what you're truly unhappy with in your life. And this isn't, you know, to be confused with being ungrateful, but you can't, you can't disown that which you haven't owned and you can't make a change until you face off with your current reality. I love it. So you just have to get real with yourself. And then from there, you can leverage it. Like you can't step up on anything that you haven't even recognized. So you have to recognize where you are and then step up on it. Yep. It reminds me of, uh, do you know who Tom Bailey is? I can't put a face to him. Uh, um, Tom Bailey is, uh, he, he, he has uh, the Impact Theory um, podcast. Okay. okay. Or, or yeah, yeah, interviews. Um, anyways, he was interviewing um, a guy by the name of David Goggins. And uh, David Goggins uh, was in a point in his life where he was like overweight and, and he just hated his life. He decided to go to the to the you uh, the Marines, I think it was. And, um, you know, he said, the only way I can um, get out of this habit or get out of this situation is by like going through the most uncomfortable situations, you mm-hmm. know. And then he started realizing, like he said, he said also, like, as you're saying, you know, quiet the noise, you know, read the book inside. Mm-hmm. You know, who you are stop trying to be someone you know uh that you're not stop trying to you know look like this guy or, or sag your pants like who do you want in, in the core of your body and soul who are you you know so i, I like that you said that because definitely um i think that everybody needs to understand who they are as a person who who they want to become and stop trying to be fake you know you know what they need to understand too eduardo is what drives them yes they think that they're going after money but they're really going after freedom Yes. Yep. So, so many people think they're going after a relationship, but they're really going after security. And mm-hmm. what they don't realize is that they can cultivate the feeling tones of freedom and security in the now, mm-hmm. in the now. So you don't have to wait. It's not outside of you to be happy and to have everything you want and need. It's right here. It's right now. Yes. So yes. Getting really in touch with your driving forces is, is crucial because that's what's going to help you stay connected to your why and not lose steam. I mean, this is upcoming entrepreneurs podcast. Listen, being an entrepreneur is not rainbows and butterflies like it's it's hard there's a grind you you face rejection um and it can be a lonely path sometimes but if you're connected to your why and you're connected to your driving forces and you know that what you really why you're doing this is for your family or or what you want to cultivate down the road is freedom like if you stay connected to that when times get tough you'll persevere yep yep and it's so true like you said it it is a lonely road but if if 
you know who you are and you know why you're doing it, um, you start attracting yeah. similar people like you. You, do. you know, you you know um, it, you it's amazing. When I started this podcast, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where I was going with it. But I, what I wanted to do was find like-minded people that I could relate to and now my listeners can relate to. And the people that I've been meeting, including you, it's, it's amazing. And I'm so excited. And I, I can't wait, you know, two or <laughs> three years down the line, how many people out, you know, how many more people I'm going to meet. So definitely, like, everybody needs to understand, like, who at the bottom of your core, who you are, who you want to be and, and, and be that person. Don't, don't try to, you know, um, I, I did a quote. I mean, every Monday I want to do a quote on, on my podcast. I don't mm-hmm. know if you heard my last one, but it, it, I did. it's, it's yeah, I did. by Jay Shetty. And, and um, it, it was a powerful quote. Um, I'll, I'll say it if you guys, actually, maybe you guys should go listen to it. <laughs> yeah, send it um, to your, send it yeah. to your, yeah. Uh, the episode three, it's a really good quote, man. It, it, it blew my mind and definitely I, I agree with it. Um, but what, when I'm listening to you, it's like you've gone through so many difficult times. You know, you've gone through so much adversity and, and, and then, um, the, what I want to talk about is is luck. A lot of people say they see the glory, they see the 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 fame, they see the you know, and they say, "Oh, that person's lucky." I feel like they just are giving excuses. But anyways, they don't see the struggles, they don't see the you know the hard work, the the pain, the you know. Yeah. So so, have you ever been called lucky? Like, oh, you're so lucky that you're doing this and that. Uh yeah, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you know, for, for a long time, because um, I, I, I'm a firm believer in masks and I'm a firm believer in like dissolving identities. Right. Mm-hmm. So one of the labels that had been placed on me a lot of my life was like, you're the pretty one. Okay. Mm. So not something I asked for. In fact, I thought I was an ugly duckling growing up. <laughs> like, it just didn't match up to my own belief system. But anyway, that's what people wanted to label me. Yeah. And then they therefore justified my success by that. Yep. Oh, well, it's so much easier for you because all you have to know. No, it, that's not how it works. In fact, uh, my limiting beliefs were probably 10 times stronger than any of these people's limiting beliefs. The only difference was that I wasn't willing to give up on myself. Mm-hmm. I wasn't willing to give up on whatever seed of a dream had been planted inside of me. And I realized that I was the only one stopping me, blocking me. So I had to get out of my own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't, a, it wasn't a luck thing. It was, it was a work thing. And what I, what, the beautiful thing, though, is um, you can remove luck out of the equation when you get into alignment. It's not even lucky anymore. It's just divine and it's uh, synchronicity. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different story because I will say now that I've had opportunities that would, that would have blown my mind years ago with the connections that I've made, kind of like what you're saying. Um, the people that I've been mentored by, the, the, the coaches in my direct line, um, just the caliber and quality of humans that I've attracted into my, into my space uh, is, is crazy, but it's not by luck. It was by intention. Yep. Like you said, you wanted these relationships. I did too. And I wrote them down and I got very, very clear about the type of people I wanted to attract in my life. I got yep. very, very clear on yep. who I needed to be in order to attract these people. And I started showing up on the daily as that person. Yep. And by that vibration, by that being in itself, stuff just started to align. Stuff started to yep. magically align for me and uh, it wasn't luck though like once again that's intention yep that's work that takes me sending the application into the program that i wanted to you know it takes mm-hmm. me taking that uh, taking that time to get quiet and still listen and then taking that aligned committed action so i would say if we were going to go on luck i'm probably one of your unlucky ones <laughs> <laughs> but um 
it was more about vibration for me. I was living in fear and I was carrying a lot of shame and guilt and not a lot of good stuff happens when you're holding those emotions in your body, even if it's subconscious. Yep. Yeah, it's true. Um, a lot of people, like you said earlier, uh, a lot of people uh, think about their past that that defines them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not true, man. It's it's who you choose to be, you know, who you choose to become that's going to define you. Even in the tough times, that's when you build your character, you know, and, and I always say in, in most of my podcasts in life, you have your ups and you have your downs, you know, um, you could be doing amazing right now and tomorrow something goes wrong. Yeah. And, yep. and you, and you got to be ready for them. And that's that's when you build your character, when you're in your in, in your weakest stage, I guess you can say, because you can either one stay there and complain and victim mentality and and find other people like minded that are in that victim mentality. Mm-hmm. Or two, you can dust yourself off, get back up. You've done it before. You can do it again. Yeah. And and I'm just going to you know throw this out there just because that's what I did. I used to just dust myself off and get back up on the horse, but I never took the time to heal. So I would encourage mm-hmm. people, if you fall down, go ahead and like clean your wounds. Okay. And, yeah. and take a little time to process and heal it because there's a difference between sitting in it and dealing with it than um, becoming a victim to it. Yeah. Okay? So like it's worth sitting with the pain, dealing with it right then and there. So it doesn't creep up on you later when you step into your next relationship or it doesn't creep up on you later when you get rejected again in your business. And then you carry that first rejection into your next one and it amplifies. Mm. People have to learn how to how to heal, deal, release, let go, move forward. And there is a little bit of a process in there, but that's the dusting off. Yeah, okay. I like it. I like it. It's important. It's important. It's a, yeah. a lot of people skip and they do just kind of get back up on the horse. And um, then they carry and they drag all of the past baggage into their next mm-hmm. endeavor, into their next relationship, into their next um, you know business. And they just repeat the same lesson. I love it. I love it. What what um what book would you recommend? If you can recommend one book, what book would you recommend to read? I'm a, I, I like reading, so kind of mm-hmm. something one. that has helped you. Only one. <laughs> okay, you can do two. Fine. I'm gonna throw out okay because I love um I love my girl Alexi Panos um, is one of my direct mentors and her and her like she and her husband have a um book called now or never your epic life in five steps and i like it because it's a little bit of both because kind of like the approach that i'm giving you today like a lot of people think that you know it's just motivation that i can just make things happen and it's not like that like we are human beings like we're spiritual beings having a human experience like we are actually having to process emotions we're actually going through traumas we're actually dealing with life stuff and we're trying to make things happen and we're trying to be successful so they have a nice like dichotomy of like dealing with your humanness and getting to the castle is how they would put it like getting to your success point and how you have to deal with yourself along the way so I've pulled a lot of tools from there Uh, I've gone to a training that really mirrors it and it was it was life-changing so the book does a nice job of depicting it it's called now or never your life in uh, five steps so that's by Alexi Panos and Preston Smiles Okay, and, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, it's good. It's full of exercises, and they're no BS. They're they're really straightforward, so if you just kind of want it handed to you, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, nice, nice. Um, and they're where, great. I mean, they're they're highly successful entrepreneurs, so these, these people know what they're talking about in and out, you know? Yeah. It's not just the, the transformational coaching aspect of it, but, I mean, these people rock business like I've never seen. So, Ashton, real quick um, – where can where can my listeners uh, f- uh, see you, find you, or where are you more engaged? 
you know, if, if they were interested in, hey, you know what, I'm interested in, in me being, being coached. Yeah. Well, follow me. You can come join me um, on Instagram, Ashton Cantu. And then after this week, if I get, by the way, guys, I am hosting a masterclass tomorrow night. I don't know if this is going to be out there or not. But um, after this week, my um, link tree link will be back in my bio and you can go ahead and click on in there. I've got some free packets for you guys to get you kind of started on the work. And then I also offer free strategy sessions. I carve out a couple of hours each week to do complimentary strategy sessions. So you can go in there, you can click the link in the in the bio and you can check out my services and sign up for your session. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have a, a couple questions. Um, they're a little like left field, but uh, just bear with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, one thing I want you to uh, answer is um, defining what uh, entrepreneur is for you. You know, what, what is entrepreneur? Because a lot of people have different, ideas of what an entrepreneur is as in okay yeah so I can give you my definition of what it's been for me um, it's a it's a road to freedom and it's a way to use I think people for them to use their creative genius to impact um, in one way or another whether it be a product or a service I think it's it's a dual purpose of giving that person both freedom and purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And a way to use their gifts, talents, and creative capacities in an unlimited um, state, in a, in a way that's not capped, in a way that nobody, there's no boundaries, there's no rules around it, that they get to be malleable, they get to change and grow as their ideas change and grow, and there's nobody to stop them. So uh, as an entrepreneur, I think that it's, it's bravery, it's courage, and it's, um, it's a beautiful path that allows you to just be authentic and true to you. That's a really good answer. <laughs> That's a really good answer. I love it. Um, because you were talking about bravery, um, and one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on is because I wanted to have more females in the podcast because mm -hmm. I know that some of my listeners are, are females. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not sure I'm, I'm thinking that girls are a little more afraid of posting on Instagram or on Facebook or being judged. Or, uh, the fear of, you know, being themselves and not being liked. you know, um, I, I want you to maybe speak on on what what would be the best way, you know, for them to get the courage to start being themselves, get the courage to or not to be afraid, pretty much. Sure. And just so you know, ladies, it's not just us. <laughs> it's, <laughs> you. it's totally the guys too. But everybody out there, all you humans out there, honestly, what it comes down to is self-love and self-acceptance. Um, basically, at the end of the day, you're, you're your biggest critic. You're the one judging yourself. And you are going to have diminishers in your way. You're going to have procrastination, fear, all that stuff's going to stand in your way and try to tell you that you're not good enough. You have to override it. You have to identify with the fact that you are worthy, that you are great and that you have special, unique talents and gifts. Like you just really have to amp up your sense of deserving. And I have a free packet in my bio that you can download if you would like some, you know, do a little work around that to really like cultivate a sense of deserving because what it comes down to is like, you have to know you're worth it. Like, I don't care who you are, male, female, dog, cat, like you have to know you're worth <laughs> it. And then once you know you're worth it, you have to love and accept yourself because not everybody's going to love and accept you. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. You don't want everybody to love and accept you. You just <laughs> got to put yourself out there so that you attract the people that need your medicine, that need your 
your message that need your product, your service. You just put your stuff out there because there's only one you and people need just what you have and not what I have and not what Eduardo has. They need specifically what you were given to give. Yes. um, stop playing small, get off the sidelines of your life and get in the game. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. Um, I, it, it, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, what I usually say is, you know, I'm a, you know, my beliefs are God universe, whatever you guys believe mm-hmm. in. But, um, I believe that God has a purpose for all of us. You know, I believe that each of us have our own purpose and God has given us the option to decide, you know, give us choices, but God has, um, I think that God redirects us to our path, you know? So sometimes when you're, I feel like sometimes when you're feeling discomfort, you're not where you're, you know, where you're supposed to be. God is, is giving you that message. Hey, this is not what I had planned for you, you know? So that and, goes uh, right back, Eduardo, that goes right back to that very first tool you asked me. You said, what would you tell people to start with? And yep. I said, still listen yep. and your longings and discontents because that that voice doesn't go away and it gets really uncomfortable. And you know where yep. it leads? It leads to depression. It leads yep. to anxiety. It leads to, to drugs. It leads to alcohol. It leads to suicide. I mean, like that ignoring your soul is probably the worst decision you could ever make. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's true. It's true. Like, like yeah. soul. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like God has that plan. And sometimes it doesn't make sense why you are where you're at. You know, like listeners, if you guys are in a tough situation right now, it might not make sense why you are where you're at. But as soon as you get to your success, it's going to make sense. As I'm listening to you, uh, Ashton, um, I'm pretty sure that at the moment when you were in this tough situation with drugs, abusive relationship, it didn't make sense. But I believe that God put you there because one, he knew that you can handle it. And two, he knew that it was going to get you to the place you need to be now. Um, I don't know what you think. If, if, if you didn't go through these things, do you think you would be where you're at now? Oh, no, I wouldn't be doing this work. Definitely not. Yeah. I don't know what I'd be doing. Maybe like, yeah, I don't know. And, and, and that's what I'm thinking. I think that like, you know, God is like, you know what, Ashton, I'm going to put you through this. I know it's going to be tough, but I know that you're strong enough. And I know that coming out of it, you're going to give so much value to everybody else, you know? And I don't know, I, I just, that's, that's just the kind of person I am sometimes. Yeah, and it's, and it's true. And ultimately, like in my work, the whole point is just to, to clear all the, the stuff that's holding people back, the limiting beliefs, the stories, the excuses, the fear, just to clear that, clear that space so that they can take action and get clear towards what they want to create in their life. And it's worth it. It's completely worth it. But I wouldn't be here if I hadn't have had all the hardships. And um like I said, I wouldn't trade any of it. It hasn't been exactly fun the whole time, but it's paid off in dividends. Every dime that I've spent on uh, myself and investing in my personal growth and my healing has paid back in dividends. And that's the that's what I would tell everyone on here. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur or not. Like, Show up for yourself. Believe in yourself. Be your own best friend. Have your own back. Invest in yourself, and it will pay dividends. Now, um one thing that I've, that I've seen on, on your uh, Instagram is uh, one, you giving that those messages. I love it. I love the messages you give out, you know, oh, and the stories. Yeah. yeah. And two, um, I noticed that, that you work out, mm-hmm. right. Um, yeah. How important is that for your success? I mean, being not, you know, like being healthy. Yeah. So it was kind of a shift for me, actually, with the working out. Um, I've always been really active 
And I realized that it was almost a distraction from pain for a while. Like I didn't really know that that I was kind of avoiding pain, but it was a really great release, right? Everybody says, I got to go to the gym. I got to go release. I got to, well, like I wasn't facing off. It was actually blocking me. So like, that was just something I had to kind of take a look at and make sure that it wasn't that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I, you know, started carving out some space to deal with my stuff and then still work out. But for, for me now, I mean, it's just a total enjoyment thing. Like I love to dance. I do dance a couple times a week. And that for me is a way to tap into my creative genius. Like it, it, it allows me to move into flow instead of just that go, 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 do, do, do. It gets me in that creative mode. So like I always suggest with, with people working out, like don't get so regimen that you like lock yourself into only results physically. Like think about all the other benefits that can, that can come from just movement in general. So like dance for me, I get my creative genius. Uh, Yoga for me, I get kind of spiritual and yin and all that. I'm not good at yoga guys. Don't even (laughs) classify me in yogi. Okay. (laughs) Think about it as like fancy stretching. That's what you can (laughs) like me doing some fancy stretching. But, um, you know, that's kind of where I get centered and grounded. And then I love lifting weights because I love the feeling of being strong. I love, I love pushing my limits. And for me, uh, lifting things that are heavier than I thought I could and like watching myself um, progress in that is, um, I don't know, it, it's motivating. It's inspiring yep. me. So like I do different things for different reasons, but ultimately um, I stay active because it's great for your mental health and it is a great way to just honor and love myself. <laughs> yep. yep. No, uh, it's true. Like uh, the reason why I work out is, um, since I have my, my baby, you know, um, I want to live to see her graduate. I want to live to, to see her, you know, uh, get married. I want to live to see my grandkids. So I need to start taking care of myself now. Mm-hmm. Now, before my baby, did I take care of myself? No, I ate, I ate super junk food. I didn't care. But, you know, there, there's always got to be that why, you know, why you do what you do. Because um, that's going to get you through the tough times. It might be the suggestion with like with working out and eating healthy because I'm not super 100% clean and I'm not either super 100% regimen either with working out. I'm just consistent. Mm. But consistent is one thing. Like I'm consistent. Yep. And the second thing is like be easy. Start easy. Cut out one thing that's no longer serving you. Master that. Move mm-hmm. on to the next thing. Cut out another thing. Start with soda. Get rid of your sodas. Then move on to like lowering your dairy. Get you know, whatever it is for you, that's your vices or that you're feeling that's not serving you, cut them out one at a time, actually master the thing that you cut out the first time before you move on to the next. (laughs) And it's that much easier. It's like chipping away at a giant tree with an ax, like one chip at a time, rather than trying to knock it all down on one false swoop. You're not going to get it in one false swoop. You might as well just chip and just keep chipping. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. Um, Ashton, do you have any questions for me or for my listeners? Uh, let me think. I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess um, one question I would have for you, and I'm going to like project it back to me, um, since this is upcoming entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. Throw me back a question. Do you have a question that you could ask me uh, that has to do with those that haven't gotten started yet? Like those that are kind of like on the edge of like, man, I really want to start this podcast or I really want to start this business. Like, so a question for you? Yeah. From those people? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, there's like I said, there's a lot of people that that. Hold on, you guys know what I just did there. That's called the porcupine strategy. Okay. <laughs> oh. So uh, in sales, um, if someone throws something at you and you're not ready to answer it, you just porcupine it right back to them. It's like it's, um, it's a sticky question. The, the, and you the, just art, right the art of sales, right? The mastering the art of sales. <laughs> yeah. Is is that um uh, Tom Hopkins? I don't know who it is. I think my dad taught me that one. Uh, but that's called a porcupine strategy, guys. So entrepreneurs, there's a sales tactic, okay? When you don't know the answer to something, you revert back to putting the question back on them. <laughs> and that's called a porcupine. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Hopkins uh, uh, created that one. So yeah. I, I, I do know it. And you got me good. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I got you. <laughs> no, but uh, uh, mainly what, what, what I see uh, a lot of people is is um, they're afraid of uh, to get started. You know, that's why I wanted to, you know, get back to that fear Yes. Because they're they're afraid of what other people might say, they're afraid of of being disliked. They're afraid, and 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 that's why in my, in my last uh, podcast, um, um, I talked about it because a lot a lot of us think about you know, oh, what is this person gonna say? Am I gonna lose my friends? And and it's like sometimes it will, but you have to find out who you are as a person. And you got if you don't become the person you you are destined to be then you're going to feel bad. You're going to be miserable because you're being, like you said, you're being yeah. fake, you know? I always and, think that uh, living, uh, living beneath your potential is suffocating. Mm-hmm. It, it's like the story that I heard, uh, or actually I read it. Uh, you know who Joel Osteen is? Of course. Yeah. So uh, I read one of his books and uh, he talks, and I don't know the exact story, but uh, he talks about a car, a sport car going on the freeway. And, and it's, it's like, you know, flying it's going like 90 miles per hour right and then uh, the same car flies by that car same exact car same style same everything and and it, it keeps you thinking like the vehicle is is built to go 200 200 miles but if you're going 90 you're not going to its full potential to what mm. it was built for and that's that's us like we mm. are meant to go 200 miles but we're going 90 we're going 60 we're going 80 because we're afraid of you know, it's like, no, like, and I'm not saying guys with speed. <laughs> I'm saying like, like he's saying, he's saying, get your foot off the brake. Most people have one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Yes. So you got to yes. get your foot off the brake. Okay. I do have a quick strategy actually that, that helps people to start moving. Okay. You have to, number one, set your mindset to get uncomfortable for the sake of growth. Like yes. my, my whole thing is like, pick your heart, like being comfortably uncomfortable is hard. It's icky. Like I said, you know, living beneath your potential is suffocating. So it's, it's hard to stay where you're at and it's hard to get out of your comfort zone. So pick your heart and be willing to get uncomfortable for the sake of growth. Now here's how you do it because everybody thinks you got to take the massive leap. Well, maybe some of you aren't ready and that's okay. Like you don't have to take your massive leap yet. At one point you probably will need to do that, but even baby steps will get you to the top of Mount Everest. So you have to realize that everything is touching guys. Everything's touching. And the way that you do anything is the way you do everything. So if yes. you're getting uncomfortable in the small things, if you start taking small action to do things that you wouldn't normally do on the daily, whether that's eating a food you don't like, whether that's getting up in a Zumba class and sitting up on stage, whether that is getting in front of a crowd and speaking and you normally wouldn't do it, whether that's standing up for yourself in a meeting or to, you know, or speaking your truth to a spouse, whatever it is that's uncomfortable for you to do, lean into that. Lean into that on a regular basis. Make yourself get uncomfortable in the small things. And I promise you, it will be so much easier for you to take that leap into your business and take that leap into whatever endeavor that you want to take on because you'll be accustomed to being uncomfortable for the sake of growth. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. I really love that one. 
Um, and I want to piggyback off of that. One thing that I used to say in the past, and I don't know why I haven't said it in my podcast, is um, in life, you're going to be uncomfortable, whether you're accept to be uncomfortable now or you're going to be uncomfortable later in your years when it's time to retire, quote unquote, retire. But you have to work because you need to provide. So the choice is yours. Do you want to be uncomfortable now and, and, and grind it out or do you want to be uncomfortable later in your later years, it, but at the end of the day, you're gonna be uncomfortable. The choice is yours. Do you want it now? Do you want it later? You know. Yeah, yeah. the same concept of pick your heart. You know, mm-hmm. ultimately, ultimately, you just have to listen to yourself and you have to follow your authentic truth, guys. Yep. yep. And um, that path will always lead you home. It will always lead you to happiness. It will always lead you to fulfillment. It's not, yes. not the voice outside of yourself. But sometimes it does take getting support. And getting somebody to ask you the right questions to draw that out of you if you're lacking clarity or if you're lacking, um, you know, if you're not taking action. So you might need, you know, somebody in your corner to just be a partner in believing and hold you accountable. And I know know that that, uh, um, if you guys go to her, uh, Ashlyn's uh, page, I, I know if you have any questions, you can just, you know, DM her and I know she'll get back to you guys. 100%. You know, like <laughs> I, I DM her and she got back to me and I was like, oh, sweet. You know, 100% so, response rate guaranteed. <laughs> yes. Yes, guys. So, so definitely, definitely check her out. Um, now I do have this last question and it's just, you know, weird, but. Um, uh, it's a judgment. Why, why we got to call it weird? Why we have to put labels on it? Like okay. That? Okay. So here goes the question. <laughs> you know, um, if you were to die tomorrow and be reborn, what animal would you be and why? Oh, easy. I'd be a a tiger because they're, they're stinking beautiful. They're fierce. Um, They're, they're just, I don't know. They just embody like this strength and this, this just fierceness. I love it. I like it. I like it. I haven't heard a tiger. I've heard lions. I've heard eagles. I heard, you know, all the, the, the regular ones, <laughs> you know, but I, I've never heard. And a maybe like a, maybe like a Siberian tiger, the white kind, cause they're rare. So, okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it. The eye of the tiger, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. My, mine's was a, a killer whale. Uh, okay. <laughs> the reason why is because they're very social. They're very intelligent and they pass down their knowledge to their kids. Who you do know? that? What, what the heck? Are you biology majors? Like, no, I mean, I, or... I used to, I used to watch a lot of uh, Animal Planet and, Dang, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, no, like uh, you would think like uh, the killer whales are the only ones that can live like all around the, the world and, and they've adapted to hunt different ways. Like the stingrays, the stingrays hide themselves in the dirt and the killer whales flips and, and you know, the little blowhole they have, they blow the dirt and they get the stingrays. See, now I feel, okay, you and I talked about this, and this is one more thing we can share with them. Now I feel inadequate, right? Because, look, that was comparison for me. I was like, man, he had a really insightful answer as to why he picked his animal, and mine was real shallow. No, <laughs> no, no. Guys, the one thing we want you to remember, and Eduardo uh, and I talked about this beforehand, is comparison is a thief of joy. You have no business comparing your path to somebody else's path. You have yes. no business comparing your journey to somebody else's journey, yes. where they're at in their business, where they're at in their life. it's apples to oranges you are you rock your path rock who you are own it unapologetically tear off the mask and show up as yourself and you will have complete freedom and success yes i love it i'm gonna stop right there because i wanted to end it it was something powerful and i love it we're we're done (laughs) (laughs) he's cut me off guys i love you all so much this was a lot of fun man 